Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Redmen Podcast this week. I am Paul Mitch and I'm joined by Sam Walker and Dan Club for this one. Um, loads of bits and pieces to kind of talk about, basically because we are between Brentford and what may or may not be a second leg uh, League Cup game against Arsenal. We're going to be doing the build-up show as well um, later on. Um maybe completely for no reason whatsoever because, yeah. my God, I did that the other week when I did a build-up <laughs> show for a game that never happened. Um, but, yeah, we're going to be talking about... Uh, we've got a kick-off question that discusses uh, Roberto Firmino's future. We're going to be talking a little bit uh, on Brentford, a game from the weekend, Liverpool's leaked home kit and uh, the results of the FIFA Pro FIFA Best Awards and the World Eleven, which once again left Mo Salah out in the cold. Um Let's just dive into it then. We've got Ian Young, our good friend Ian Young, with a question here saying, does Firmino get a contract extension? Um, it's a mad one, this, isn't it, Dan? You know, we, we, everyone's so focused on Mohamed Salah, and this isn't even mentioning Sadio Mane being in a similar role, and there's a couple yeah. of lads in that boat as well. Um, yeah, Bobby Firmino, almost the forgotten man in some regards when it comes to contracts. He is, and it's not much of a surprise. Obviously, like I say, Salah takes the, the majority of the focus, and then you'd imagine it would be Mane next in that mm-hmm. pecking order, and then Firmino would almost be an afterthought. Um, I know there's been some links with interest in him this week, so it's a difficult one. I think I'd love to see him get a new contract. I'd also understand if they didn't do it, because... Like I say, Salah looks like he's going to take up the main focus and probably a hell of a lot of the wage chunk in terms of the budget. So Firmino could be the fall guy in all of this. Um, The club should probably look to secure their position on him in terms of getting money. But, you know, 18 months to go, expires the end of next season. This summer could be a really pivotal one for him and the club might just cash in. It's Yeah, it feels to me like Liverpool have got a, a number of like a... Like a mind map all sketched out of where, of what process to follow. A bit like when you work in a call centre and it tells you like how to how to <laughs> deal yes. with certain go- yeah, 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 yeah. If yes, go down go down the street or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, does does Mohamed Salah want a new contract? Yes. Yeah. Can he, how much money does he want? X amount. Get a, sign it now. Uh, above what can we afford it? No. Mm. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah, and then yeah, some. Yeah. And I think Roberto Firmino's contract and possibly it's even beneath the, the agreement mm-hmm. to a Mane one, yeah. is somewhere down that sort of tree. Mm-hmm. I, he's not. He's clearly not going to be first and foremost, and I wonder whether it's a case of if you can't get Salah tied down, does that then trigger a, right, we'll just go and get Bobby Firmino and Mane nailed down or something a bit more a bit more creative yeah, to, than that? Yeah, to give that stability. But it's interesting, isn't it, because we've sat here, well, we've said this for years now, haven't we, but... I think about last year we thought we might lose one of the front three for the next three summers <clears throat> and we didn't lose one last summer. So you would imagine that that's probably still going to happen but maybe it's rolling forward mm-hmm. and maybe Salah's now put himself from maybe the front of the queue to get the big bucks to mm-hmm. the back of the queue because if he signs this new deal. yeah, I personally think we won't give Bobby a new deal but I don't think we'll sell him in the summer. Okay, I just feel that like the value in is probably to keep him and... You might see if you can get him on a snip next year. You know, well, you're 31 now or nearly 31, Bobby. I think he is 30 already. He's 30 now. He's 30 so he'll be 31. Now, yeah. You know, could you do a little two-year extension on X amount of money? And he's not really going to be one of the most sought-after players in world football because his numbers don't really do his performance as justice. Mm-hmm. 
I think Mane's probably still quite a high sell-on value because his fitness, he still gets good numbers. So when you put all that into because I, I do I do believe you're right, they're probably all connected. Um, I'm not sure Salah and Bobby are. I think they're so poles apart in terms of what they deliver on on a weekly basis now that I think Bobby's probably the one who has dropped the furthest. So I think... We probably keep him and see what happens because you're going to lose less. The, the three, you know, yeah, I, I, there's obviously been rumours this week which you alluded to there, Dan, that he might get, we might look to move him on. There's been mm-hmm. a bit of like, he's been offered to Barcelona for 15 to 20 million pounds in, yeah. the, in the summer. And they're the kind of club where I think because they're still going to be scraping around wildly, <laughs> just trying to get players who are that balance of, can we actually afford to them and therefore can actually register them as footballers, mm-hmm. yeah. but also having a little bit of the not being crap because they've gone down, the, I mean, like Luke de Jong and, and Memphis yeah. Depay. I know yeah. everyone's yeah. gone wild for Memphis Depay for a bit, but there's a reason why he's still, people still think he's 21 yeah. and he's not no. because he's never been able to truly fulfil the, the potential. Um, you could see there maybe being a route there for Barcelona because again, at that price, you might find, you might find some takers on him. Mm-hmm. But I could see a world where they just go a bit, a bit like Genie Van Aldem. There's more value to it. There's twenty million pounds of value to Liverpool to just have him for one more season than to sell him and have to replace him in the squad. I get that. I think a lot of that depends on what Liverpool want to do in the summer in terms of incomings as well, because yeah. we're notorious for being a, a sell to buy club. So twenty million could be the tipping point between what we do and don't do. You know, mm-hmm. that's how sort of stringent this board has been. Yeah. So I completely get the Barcelona link, and I think they've also got the place Aguero, who's had to retire recently. So replacing him with Firmino would make a lot of sense from their point of view. And let's be honest, he's miles better than Luke de Jong. Yeah. Um, I love Bobby Firmino, I always have. But it's a difficult one for Liverpool perspective now, because obviously we talk about the contract and the financial situation, but also... If we're going to be brutally honest, his squad role has taken a step back as well because we spoke about it previously in here. For me, Jota's overtook him now, mm-hmm. which is saying something because, like I've already alluded to, Bobby Firmino's one of my favourite Liverpool players over the past few years. Yeah. But you can't ignore Jota anymore. So Firmino might be thinking, oh, my place isn't exactly nailed on as it was. We all know we need to revolutionise this front line somehow with a signing. This could be the summer it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's a fascinating um, approach for Liverpool, really, and what they do next. And I say, what Mane, what happens with Mane? He's going to play a, a pivotal part in this as well. But the issue is, because we, we do this a lot, and we're like, well, we need to do that. Joss has come in, Joss has usurped him. So, so let's get rid of the old guy. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, Firmino's playing at the moment, you know, and I know, yeah. you know, in an ideal world, he doesn't. But also, we can't go on about. We can't. There ends up being the same. We're having this because there's not enough squad depth. And yet we'd all sit here in some way or another, either go let his contract run down or sell him. Yeah. And yet what we want, we want is as much quality as possible. You want to, I, I've got no problem depending. I, I don't see how Bobby Firmino loses anything. I don't see how he's not the same player. In, fitness yeah, notwithstanding, mm-hmm. yeah. he's got no pace to lose. Yeah. So he's not going to be a worse footballer in two, three, four, five years' time. But it's whether you want to evolve what you're trying to do on the pitch. And that's the one thing we've seen in in, in January so far. And it's unfair to judge him because he's been out with injury. Sam, we could do with I'd, you could do with another lad to play wide rather than another lad to play through the middle, because we've got a ton of lads who can play through the middle, but we could really do with someone who's got loads of pace to burn who can play on the right hand side yeah. or on the left hand side. It was a similar argument to, you know, we we, we all wanted to bring somebody else in, in the forward line during the summer. We, we, you know, that was on our wish list. Mm-hmm. But it's in the same way, it's very difficult to bring somebody in and say, you're probably not going to play that much because our forwards are machines. <laughs> so, you, but in January, you'll get loads of football. It's very difficult to persuade someone and pay them the right amount of money for that squad role, mm-hmm. which is why we've got Minamino and Origi, which we all yeah. agree on. It's the same with Bobby. It, it, but the other way round, come the summer, because he ain't going nowhere now, come the summer, it says, let's have a look at your wages. I've no idea what he's on, by the way. Something probably between 100 and 200 grand a week, whatever that may be. Is your squad role this value of the same value as what we're paying you per week? So yes. if we're paying you 160 grand a week at Liverpool Football Club. You should man, be the best, best if you not. You should be the, playing yeah, minutes right. every game and, and your output should be at least this or your you know the stats that they look at or data should be that. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're going to have to make a decision because it may well be that they go, well, it's not. Therefore, we'd be better off paying someone 70 grand to bring in from Lille or whatever mm-hmm. to learn to be you. But we've still got Jota, Mane, Salah and whoever else. You know what I mean? So it's that balance, isn't it? Mm. Uh, you know, Liverpool fans will just say, oh, sign him up or, 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 or you know, let us contract right now. But 
it's these little things that could be the difference to us in reinvesting in the summer. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's definitely an interesting point. And it's um the biggest challenge, the biggest challenge that faces Liverpool's management team in the next six months, well, 18 months really, isn't it, is figuring out what you do next because you Liverpool have never, in, in my time, of, oh, I, I follow the club and therefore you, mm. your, your guys' time of following the club, we've never actually had to maintain a position of dominance before. I've got no idea what that looks like because I've no idea. I, I don't, I've never seen us get to the top before, and that yeah. was fascinating yeah. to see how that all unfo- unfolded. We've uh, the stories we've seen bits of you think about like um, Liverpool refreshing things after eighty one mm-hmm. when they start to change that they start to they start to make changes to the changes to the back line and all that kind of stuff and change the Liverpool team. Liverpool have had to go through that again when Kenny comes in and he brings mm. Barnes, Beardsley, yeah. yeah. Aldridge in, and he manages to refresh re- refresh. Thing Liverpool are trying to do that, but it's also I keep referring to like that the the Last Dance documentary where mm-hmm. there's also a point where it's like you've got a bunch of lads who are all the best. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's and because there's so many around that age category as well. I think that fear is that that that's the spot on fear. I, and I think this is where FSG's input comes into this is that they took over with yeah, Gerard and Carragher, who were reaching the point of their careers where you weren't getting value for money out of them yeah. and they had Pepe Reina, big wage, and you know, not mm. getting value. There was a ton of that players, the mm-hmm. players in that squad and that was a nightmare three or four years of trying to clear all them out. Mm-hmm. You've got to find people to take them when they're yeah, on those exactly. high wages yeah. as well um, and, how you, and how you reboot. So it's, um, yeah, it's a tricky one, very tricky one. But So just to clarify, no, you would not, not no, no one would renew Bobby Firmino. Not right now, no. No, I wouldn't. It's a it's it's a it's a on hold situation. You fucking soulless. It's, <laughs> it's really difficult, but like I say, <laughs> from a club perspective, it might be the best bet. I the one sets that yeah, I wouldn't. I'd be interested to see in the summer because I think it's a good point. If you, I think there's one way you can run it down a bit, and I say worst case scenario is you get one more year out of him and he plays for that year and he goes with everyone's well wishes at the end. Of How the many three. years has he been here? <laughs> Seven, eight, and he lived on for twenty nine million quid. Like I like me forty finance, and from what they do, they'll be like, "Thank you, Bobby." You know what I mean? It's like Lalana, yeah. thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's a good point in terms of our player contracts and player amortization mm. works and all that kind of stuff. Is that you've not lot you've you've made Definitely, you've made yeah. your money, you've you've got all your money out of Roberto Firmino down the line. But there is a point where maybe you do in a year's time from now. You know, he's coming toward the end of that contract, and you go. What, do you really want to go and play for Barcelona? Do you really want to go and play for who's who, one of the offers on the table? Or mm. you can accept mm. a reduced role at Liverpool on same or slightly reduced wages because I think he's I think he's one of the examples where he is very incentivized. He's very, he's got a lower basic. Yeah, he's like a British British gas knock on the door salesman <laughs> basically. Very low basic wage and I did that job. It's horrendous. Um, <laughs> and yeah, very high and very high incentive based. Um, so we might he might be yeah. one there. They, they are able to come to a deal on stuff um, we had a really funny super chat in here a little bit kind of not really exactly what we were talking about but Connor S says feel like we're the competitor of Lance Armstrong and everyone is complaining why we aren't as good as Lance mm-hmm. um, and nobody is getting the irony that's exactly if you want a perfect summation yeah. of Liverpool's yeah, season people go Liverpool aren't doing great there was a great tweet I, I, I might have to dig it out about like how many points Liverpool have got at this point of the season compared to some of the great sides in Premier League and Liverpool history mm-hmm. and would either if not very, very, very close to, miles better than. Yeah. But there is that, yeah, the weird perspective floating around at the moment where it feels like we'll have a pull of crap when they are, uh, you know, not. They're very, very good indeed. Uh, right, we are going to be talking about um, a little bit on Brentford, on the kit, uh, and the FIFA Best Awards after this very, very short break indeed. Hey guys, it's Steve here. Hopefully you are enjoying this podcast. Just want to let you guys know if you want even more Redmen TV goodness in your ears, every single show that we produce over on our subscription service, Redmen Plus, also comes in podcast format. So you can get all of our amazing content on the go. Hopefully you enjoyed that one and hopefully you enjoyed the rest of the show. Um, Brentford, Dan. Um... I, I was saying when we did the final word show on Monday that it was a weird game because mm-hmm. I there was a lot riding on it. I think emotionally for for all of us because yeah. we've been in a bit of a slump. And I was also saying I took me I took my son for the first time, so I, I felt a bit responsible for his happiness and all that kind of, of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing coming away from it, what was so pleasing about it was how run of the mill it became. 
and that's mad to say because you know we, we could have won that four or five. Yeah. The one thing I thought that's maybe not being taught enough about because I think there's been a lot of praise for Curtis Jones' mm-hmm. performance mm-hmm. and Oxley Chamberlain and you know and, and being able to just get the goals. It was interesting that not only was it the same back four, back five with the goalie, but actually the same midfield three as well that played away at Brentford, and mm-hmm. it felt very much like yeah, gonna gone. Right, lads, let's go. Let's all sit down and let's go and watch the shit show that was Brentford away mm. again. Um, tell me what you did wrong, and tell me how you're going to go and put it right. Yeah, there was definitely lessons learned, wasn't there? Which is something I spoke about in the build-up to the game, actually, because that's what it felt like we had to do. Because mm-hmm. if we let them into the game like we did at their place, you know, we seen they were dangerous. They like to make it physical. They're aggressive. They dominate in the air. I thought Trent had a particularly difficult game back at their place. Honestly, they doubled up on him, tripled yeah. up on mm-hmm. him at times, and he had no chance. Let's be honest about it. So that was something that Henderson had to cover for, and I think he did that a lot better on the weekend. So yeah, it was a much improved performance, wasn't it? We controlled it. We didn't really give them a sniff. I think Ivan Tony had half a chance in it at one point. But yeah. aside from that, they never really got involved in the game, which is how it should be with Liverpool playing against a side that are newly promoted. They've done well, but that's how it should look, in my opinion, especially at Anfield. So, yeah, lessons learned. You're dead right. Klopp will have sat them down and said, let's talk about what they do well and let's not let them do it this time. And we did. Yeah, the, the one man, I think, as well, because I've just mentioned Trent there and I, I agree, if it made Storm matter. I just thought he yes. was he was yeah, yeah. outstanding at the weekend mm. with the with the one exception where he, he he tried to give them a goal I think just to make it a bit more of a challenge <laughs> um, but he was one because I think that was his worst game of the season away at Brentford he he has a real struggle in that match at times mm. and he was just head and shoulders our best. Defense. I mean, like Virgil was just Virgil, so it's hard to it's hard to compare anymore because yeah. I don't know. Virgil Van Dijk's baseline is so good yeah. that it almost like I, I kind of switch off to it. It's like you know, like you can become you can become blind. So that that's something that's just in your eye line for too long. But Matip was just was just I just thought he was imperious. Yeah, I think it's interesting because away at Brentford, you, you're fighting against a, a team that like just come up. And the energy and, and what they bring to that game is so... It's amazing. It's what makes the Premier League the Premier League. But the difference between Brentford and your solid your West Ham's, your Leicester's, who always finish mid-table and above in the Premier League, is that they can still maintain a level of professionalism and quality away from home at times. Mm-hmm. And, and that showed, didn't it? Like, they were unable to even replicate anything that what they did at home. Where they, I mean, I, think I saw one header, Tony, one where he ran right across um, from Van Dijk and, and, and just nicked it off Matip's head. But that was it. That was all he had all game. Mm. Matip won everything. So did Verge. We just controlled the game better. One thing City have done this really well this year is just controlled games when they're ahead. It's one thing we haven't done. And what we just did in that game is got our goal and just didn't let Brentford anywhere near us, really. And then just sort of moved on through the gears from there. It was, yeah, it was so, it felt controlled, it felt measured. Like it might not have done if we'd not managed to sneak the goal at the end yeah. of the first half, yeah. but we do. So. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you know, yeah. and, and and that was that. It just it felt like that was what we needed, Dan, because we got the goals. Mm-hmm. But it was nice just to feel that measure of con- control, really, because I think there's a lot of anxiety that's crept in over yeah. the last few weeks because we've not been at our been at our best. Definitely, yeah. and obviously, you look at the game since the lads have gone off to Afcon. I mean, we go well nil down to Shrewsbury, and all of a sudden we're thinking, "Hang on, what's going on here?" And then we're not great in the slightest against Arsenal in the cup, despite them being out of ten men. You don't score in that game. Suddenly, we're forty minutes into Brentford home, we haven't scored, and the, anxi- the anxiety is through the roof. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sat there thinking, "This isn't good. Like we're nowhere near. We're a <laughs> shell of a team." You know what yeah. I mean? We've just got to find a way of playing without these lads, haven't we? And the more they play together, the more they will. Mm. And by the time they've got it right, they'll be back. So everything's sound. But <laughs> at the same time, you're right. That goal just absolutely calmed everyone. But Curtis Jones on his Instagram, I think, put something like, "That's more like it," and that's what it was. It was yeah. just more like it because, like you alluded to, we. We just controlled the game. We didn't give him a sniff. We needed the goals. The three points were all that mattered from that for me. I think we've become quite accustomed to, without realising at times, how just how amazing Liverpool are mm. and how they've got an answer for every problem because when you're the, you're the best, you're so good at everything. Mm. You know, they're so good in transition, so good defensively, they're so good at, on the counter-attack, they're so good at dominating the ball, so good from set plays, etc., etc., etc. And this Liverpool team... It's weird watching them having to try and figure it out again. And the, and the obvious thing is people say, well, you need better players or, you know, they should have been getting... They've known these players were going away to AFCON for ages. 
that's all well and good, but there's, there's no you're never gonna t- you're never gonna actively choose to not play Salah and Mane to to practice this you know, to practice yeah, exactly, for this yeah. one. And so the fact that from Arsenal we looked at it being a bit flat. And there's different circumstances there. You know, Arsenal are defending for the lives yeah. for the vast majority it, of that yeah, football Yeah, no midfield match. battle because they're all in the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But the the, the, bat, the the midfield and attack balance I don't think was right. Mm. And I thought it was interesting yeah. to see them go away, go, okay, that didn't work for us. Let's try this instead. And being able to see it pay dividends, albeit against the lower, I guess, lower quality opposition, of course. But that's something I took heart from because, again, it's just a reminder that... Liverpool have got this. Mm. This is not the Liverpool of our youth where you go, God, they need to sort this out. They need to sort this out and they're not sorting it out. Why they're not sorting it out? It's yeah. blatantly obvious, all these problems. This does feel like a, 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 it's very switched on from Liverpool, I think. Yeah, and you know the first 20 minutes of the game reminded me of um, the Coutinho era pre-Mane in that we battered teams and couldn't score or scored one they'd get it back and he'd be shooting from 20 yards. I say yeah. that because of obviously the relevance of the weekend mm. uh, and everyone suddenly gets this nostalgia of what didn't actually happen. Yeah. Anyway, and, and we were huffing and puffing. We were in decent control. We just couldn't really do anything. But what I thought was I saw Ox suddenly start to stretch yeah. He started to run in behind and pull their defenders in directions they didn't want to be running. And at that point is when we started really pushing them. And I think, if I'm rightly saying, when we scored a corner, he bursts in behind, does something. I think we end up winning. We could have probably done better, mm. I think, but he ends up winning us a corner. And it kind of epitomised what we're about, is about stretching the play, moving people around, interchanging a little bit up top. And once Ox started doing that, I felt that it opened the game up for us. We get the goal, and obviously the second half, he gets his goal. Because I didn't actually think he had the most amazing game with the ball. Mm -hmm. But I think what he gave us by being in the right midfield position or right forward position really helped us sort of get everybody else in the game. Then you see Curtis get more ball on the left-hand side. He starts doing what he does best. Jota didn't have a great game at all, but again, he's moving around. He had a great chance to score, didn't he? You, You don't do those things without... The little the little movements from all the different front line. Yeah, it did. It felt it just felt like it like a team that had played together. It felt like you know you know they weren't try hey, they weren't trying to do a, a Salamane impression. They weren't trying to do we weren't trying to do a wild a wild tactical shift. Mm-hmm. It all felt a lot more natural. And this is the thing I wouldn't wouldn't want to see that eleven go toe to toe with the best in Europe. No, and go you know that front three certainly go you know with the best in. I wouldn't want to, wouldn't the Man City game to come with that team, Dan, but. The point is, is we're not we're not playing though. We're not playing Man City. We're, we're playing. You know, we've got Brentford, we've got Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a mismatch Arsenal team maybe to play in, yeah. in, in there as well. Cardiff to come, and then we'll see Leicester to play down potentially before mm-hmm. we get them all back. It's we've there's enough quality there. You've got a goal scoring threat in Jota. Bobby Firmino is is still amazing. Mm-hmm. And you know, hopefully, hopefully with Ox, you've got someone there who can who can stretch it. And again, you've got you've, there's, there's enough quality there. We don't need to be perfect, Liverpool. We just need to be fourth good, Liverpool. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, a, we need to be Champions League quality, not necessarily you know world club champions quality. Definitely, yeah. And it's interesting because obviously, you know, we always wonder what we look like without Salah and Mane because we're so so heavily reliant on them and obviously Jota's goals as well. And more so this season than ever as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it's actually quite it could be quite important for this side moving forwards because if we can find other ways of playing because one of the criticisms we often get labeled with is not really having a plan B, mm-hmm. a different plan. And this could be it because there's no doubt about it. You you mentioned there sort of trying to copy Salah and Mane. These players now can't do that they haven't got the pace to do it Oxley Chamberlain's probably the only one that comes close yeah. if we're going to be honest um, but the, if they can find a way of doing this and playing effectively this way albeit against slightly lesser opposition which we've been half lucky with because if we had City and Chelsea in this little period I think we'd all be fearing mm. potentially the worst yeah. you know mm. so we have been quite lucky in terms of the fixtures but Moving forward, sort of, where, even when the lads are back beyond this, this little period whereby these lads learn a different way of playing together could actually stand us in good stead moving forward. Yeah, it's got that. It's got a little bit of that Coutinho leaving thing where it's like, right, he's got off. This is us. Yeah. We're the lads, and being able to to get across the line without your talismanic seller. Because mm. there's a little, there's always a danger with that. I think Sam, where you get a guy who's so much better 
that it does whether you've got this and Liverpool have built this team ethic where there's no man more important than the system mm-hmm. and everyone fights together in the same direction. But we were, funny, we were talking about in the office yesterday about like Burnley are probably going to end up going down or coming close to going down this yeah. season than ever because they've lost that because they went and got Corney in, who's clearly their best player. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, all of a sudden, it's just like, a, uh, uh, give it to the good lads. Yeah. Whereas having a couple... If, 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 and it's a big if, if Liverpool managed to... Take six, you know, take six points from the two Premier League games. They managed to get to the final of the League Cup and get a place in the fifth round of the FA Cup. By the mm-hmm. time they come back, the confidence that gives everyone else in the squad to say, yeah. "Oh, we're not just Mo Salah enough, FC. Yeah. We can cope." Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. No, hundred percent. And I think I think it's different approaches to scoring more than anything because it, Salah and Mane aren't involved in lots of the build-up play until we get to the final third. So that's not really changed, has it? We still made the same patterns in midfield, defence. Yeah. That, that hasn't, It's just up top. Mm. So like, what I noticed the weekend was, I looked at the stats yesterday, I think we had something like 27 shots and 16 on target. That's a lot of shots. We created the highest XG, XG of anyone over the weekend, well, I think. There yeah. you go, yeah. And, and obviously, and they had one shot on target or something and one and one went wide. And yeah. Hardly any anyway. So that, it felt more because of the stupid offside rule. Yeah, oh, like, God, yeah a few yeah. times on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that actually. Yeah. But one thing that did, did strike me is, is is because Jota and Firmino are decent in the air. When they're in the box, we, we, we can put ball. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In from trends, etc. But what it also opens up is when you are putting balls into the box, you also open up space on the edge of the box. How many times do we shout shoot to Fabinho and stuff like that? But I know we didn't, and we had a couple that went over the bar, and Trent misses a sitter, doesn't he? But that it does kind of show that there is another way. If we're, if we're whipping balls into Jotter and, um, and Bobby, there is that chance then that because they're dropping so deep, you've got the space on the edge of the box. So it could be that our way of scoring goals in the next couple of games is. You know, we sucked them in so deep, we get space in the edge of the box to score goals, and we're, we're capable. And also, you know, we were much more dangerous from set set plays, yes. and we, which we weren't against Arsenal at all. And I no. feel like we've dropped off. I, mean, I think we're actually, I mean, this is just one of those feelings that you have as a fan, and because you 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 remember the oh, get it over the first man ugh, in the ground, <laughs> which sticks with you. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Thursday, yeah, but. We are we are still, I think, statistically, if we're not the best, then we're in the top three. It does, it does Chelsea and City with the best and all that yeah. because super teams have that as well. Low-end teams have it because that's what they've got to go as the go-to. Yeah. West, West Ham are up there. Yeah, yeah. You know, well exactly. And like Roy Hodgson teams, one of the only positive of the Roy Hodgson spell at Liverpool <laughs> uh, was we became quite good at set yeah. pieces because he knew he It's knew a weapon, Apple, isn't it, then? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it feels a little bit like... We've, we're having to focus a bit more on that because it's, when you've got Mo Salah and you can win a game at the drop of a hat, you don't need all the tools in your arsenal. Yeah. You don't need the yeah. full set of arrows in your quiver. You've got one that'll do the job. And that's what it, maybe that's, again, it will refresh Liverpool in that regard and where they just go, let's find some other ways to win football. Yeah, and that's what I mean, mate. It could be really important moving forward because all of a sudden we don't need to just give it to Salah and let him go and do his thing. We might find different ways, but I think the set piece point is such an important one because I've tweeted a few weeks ago about Van Dijk. We've alluded to him a minute ago. He wins everything. Mm-hmm. You know, He doesn't lose it. He's imperious in the air. For somebody that good in the air, he probably doesn't score that many yeah. goals. Now, whether that's down to him or the set piece delivery which you know should be perfect when you look at the way Trent yeah. and Robbo deliver balls the corner should be better in my opinion but he scores on his debut obviously and he's scored a couple more since but 
For somebody that good in the air, I'm not sure he scores that much. He, I contend that if you want to win the league or win leagues, like, you know, contend for the Champions League, you need to have one centre half who scores at least five goals a season. Yeah. Like every top team throughout the season, there'll be obviously Teddy seven. I'm sure that used to do it all exa- the time, exa- didn't they? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferdinand would, yeah. would always bag it. Even when we had like 13, 14, Skirtle got like seven yeah, that season. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's uh, you need to have that. And Van Dyke's got that in him. I agree. I think that's a that's a it's a really do you know, do you know what as well though. I think if Matip could shoot, yeah, we'd be, oh, yeah, yeah. be away then. Yeah. But Matip and Kanate missed too many headers. Yeah. Again, they're both really yeah. good defensively, but I can think of about three or four this year. Kanate's got there, free head and it's over the line. He's young, but Matip's another one. He, the way he heads the ball, when you see most guys, and for those who are listening can't really understand this, but you kind of lean back and then thrust towards the ball. Matip kind of lets the ball hit him. Yeah. Even when he's defending, he jumps up and hits his head and bounces off. Mm. And he does that on corners, which is why you don't really see him absolutely welly the ball in yeah. off his head anymore. But So I do think that we would have a few more goals if some of these lads had, had, had scored the headers. Jota's missed a few as well. Yeah. But you, I, I agree with you, Paul. I think there's, there's a little run soon where we might get two or three headed corners off like six games, mm-hmm. you know, and you start to... Get catch up with West Ham's and stuff. And that's the thing. I think this this next two weeks, mm. three weeks, I think we'll see that. It wouldn't shock me to see it. Those set pieces just be a, a little bit more important mm. to our yeah. overall goal tally because you do. You know, this this the thing that City have done. You know, and, and even more so this season than, than ever. But like you saw it last season with Gundogan just stepping up and being yeah. the main man in terms of goal scoring mm. for them. You you need to find other find ways, ways to yeah. win football matches sometimes, and you don't when it's just working. Mm. You don't need to f- flex that muscle quite mm-hmm. so much. But if you want to be the complete package, and that's the difference between being a team that's going to challenge for, I say challenge, there'll be there will uh, there will not be a challenge for second though ultimately. But like you know, the ch- be a team that's going to finish second, third, fourth, and a team that's going to be right at the business end of the season in Europe, and it needs to have everything going for them because you can't just use it to flat track bully teams you actually need it when you're coming up against the big Bayern Munich is a great example of that away at the Allianz brilliant goal from Mane but Virgil van Dijk scores in in, in, in that he he makes it 2-1 doesn't he even the Mane goal was pretty much a straight long ball wasn't up to him if you don't see much anymore either but it could be a blessing in disguise looking at the positive ways this little period whereby we have to find different ways of doing it and it's something we did when we won the league we all remember the Firmino goal against Tottenham late on Bullet header late on, you know what I mean, from a corner. And that sort of thing, we just haven't done that much recently mm-hmm. because Salah's been so good the start mm-hmm. of this season. Well, because we so haven't needed play, to. We're just, we're just exactly, so good yeah. at score, uh, uh, overloading teams and running them into the ground and mm-hmm. finding ways to score goals. Yeah, well, so it, You know, we've only got uh, realistically two more games of this, don't you? Because there's a two-week gap and the AFCON group stage is finished today, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it, the only way we don't get those two probably Kate and Salah back for I'm, I'm even man Senegal's team doesn't look as good now the only way we don't get them back is if they get to the semis and final and I'll be honest with you without going into digressing too much I don't see them all getting there maybe well, one so we've got a yeah. long time to get them back so we've got two games to get through here well well, yeah 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 absolutely and even then the, the, the point Cardiff. as well Cardiff you've no rush on I think Cardiff's yeah, exactly. like the fourth mm. no rush no rush for Cardiff in that in that regard you can afford it one way or another yeah. you can afford to take yeah. a breather and I'm also not going to jinx it in any way shape or form <laughs> Sam so be careful like uh, you know, we're yeah. going to end up with like a Salah the trophy in a yeah, few weeks the corruption going on but even there no fucking third fourth base playoff oh, between, between Egypt them. and Senegal Gideon yeah oh, imagine yeah. Gideon in the final not even in the final not even you don't even get the satisfaction of contending for oh. the win. They've got to turn up to them to just this like, oh, thanks very much. Thanks yeah. for coming. Participation oh, awards. Yeah, no, yeah terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Um, right, let's move things forward just, just briefly. We, the, the leaked kit cycle has begun anew. If you haven't seen it yet, um, it's all over Twitter and what have you. But there's a, there's a leak of what Liverpool's home shirt is going to look like. And it's basically just a red T-shirt with the Liverpool stuff on the front, as you'd expect. Um I I can't even be asked to give an opinion one way or another because it's impossible to see how good or bad it is. It, it just looks like they've tried to recreate the 2005 home shirt, which is yeah. fine. My dad will mm. love it because it's, it's playing a red football shirt as you can yeah. get. And in his, head, in his head, all Liverpool kits should be all red and nothing else mm. apart from, yeah, the, the badge should be in white and that's about it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how much attention you pay to these things, but it, it, it drives me to despair every year because, as I mentioned, the cycle... 
every January, January, February, without fail, the kit will leak mm-hmm. from somewhere. So some some retailer will get us. Someone works on a, on a on a on a factory line somewhere. will get yeah. hold of one, and they'll take a really crap photo of it. Or someone will see it and relay it to someone, who then will do a graphic interpretation of it. Yeah. Everyone will have a, a, a really split opinion on it. Between, oh, it's great or something traditional. Oh, it's too wild for me. And, you know, replace depending on how boring or how crazy the kit is. And then we go through this and then it'll be, then we'll see some slightly better. Like, so someone will, someone will get to wear one in a changey somewhere in a, in a factory in the Far East and take a photo of themselves. So you'll get to see it in three dimensions and that'll create the same <laughs> polarised opinions. And then there'll be a better high res shots of it. And then you'll see the pictures of the players and then eventually you'll see them playing it. And then eventually we'll see them winning it. And it's just, and then we hear it. And then it's January again. Yeah, I don't have again. to add a lot to that. To be honest Fuck with you, me. no. You, but but you, why is there a tag on it? I don't. You can't yeah, accuse that one yeah. of being too wild, though, can you? No, that no, is no. about as plain yeah. a Liverpool shirt as you get. And I get the 05 reference. I get that your dad'll like it because it is as plain as Liverpool shirt as you get. But I can't get excited about that. Like no. I can't get excited about many sort of Liverpool kit leaks because it's not something that excites me apart from the accrue one because yeah. that's just an absolute thing of beauty. Yeah, Different yeah, story yeah. altogether. But aside <laughs> from that. Kit leaks aren't really for me to be honest. Certainly not in January. There's bigger fish to fry, in my opinion. And also, like we, we the truth is, like we don't know the timelines. For all we know, they haven't even designed it yet. Yeah, There's it looks some... like they haven't. To be honest. That's, well, a yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's a fruit of the loom. That. Exactly. <laughs> Someone working from home job. Yeah, that, yeah, isn't yeah. It? Like, I, you know. I can't believe it's got so much traction. We have no idea where they're at with it, and it, I, I can't see Nike throwing that out. To so, be well, to be fair, so what the general rule of thumb is: there's like a three-year production cycle on kits. So Liverpool's kits for like 2024 to will pretty much be designed oh, already. Okay. I didn't know that. Companies work to a three-year lead time in advance so they can be signed off on and get ready. The yeah. only time that wasn't true was when the Warrior kit was just dropped in. Like, it was oh, like, right. anyone know how to make a football I shirt? That. Yeah, <laughs> and that was why yeah. that home shirt looked good, but it was a horrendous actual piece of material. And yeah, I've got a belter story. I won't say his name. One of my best mates was a goalkeeper for Everton and played up to played a few games to the reserves and he had to uh, model the Lecoque Sportif kit once for, for David Moyes true story wow. <laughs> when he was he's like 30 odd now when he was like a teenager yeah. brilliant that sounds well pervy yeah he's a massive was. red as well by the way <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. so the, that, you see how, how, how this kind of stuff gets out because obviously clearly there's clicks there's clicks in it yeah. all but yeah. the point is what you get is again by the way you either get uh, a plain home shirt if you get a plain home shirt, you get mad away or third, mm-hmm. and the and the vice versa. I mean, look at this season as an example of it. Yeah. We've got a bit of a mad home kit. We get the best away shirt, but nice, plain, simple, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you want mad Liverpool kits, it just means that the, the away kits are going to yeah. be nuts next yeah, season. So. definitely, yeah. And then people people who like plain shirts will hate mad shirts, and people who like <laughs> yeah. mad shirts hate and plain shirts. And there was, all, can't the win, there was all the stuff about the um, orange slash burnt crimson on the collar of the home, wasn't the last yeah. time? Oh, so yeah. there's bound to be another one of them in the next few weeks where people divided on something like... Yeah. He's just the way it is. Yeah, the shorts will be white and everyone will yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> ape yeah. shit. Bill Shankly turning in his grave. I, I can't believe we're not, not wearing... Colossuses anymore. I can't believe we're not wearing what Salah had on in GQ the other day. That's, oh, that's yeah. baffled me. That them orange shorts oh, would have been yeah, a treat yeah, then. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, again, it's like GQ. It's like, can we not... Just put them in the shorts. Just spend a lot of money getting them that shirt. Just get them the, get them the shorts. And the socks, the boss shorts and socks. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, we're going to be talking about uh, a bit more about Mohamed Salah. Uh, we're going to take another very short break. Uh, talking about the FIFA Best Awards. Um, yeah, after this. Hey everyone, we've got a fantastic competition prize for you this month, and it is this a incredibly limited edition signed Jordan Henderson print, framed, beautiful, celebrating his 10 years at Liverpool Football Club. There are 25 of these in the entire world, and we are offering one up if you are a subscriber, a club legend here on Redmen Plus. If you go over to the redmentv.com, sign up as a club legend, not only do you gain access to our incredible suite of Liverpool streaming content from documentaries, features, interviews and pre and post-match content. You are automatically entered into our draw to win this, which we will be streaming live at the end of the month. So get involved. January's prize is this incredible, unique piece of Liverpool history and you can have it in your house to hang on your wall if you join as a Club Legend subscriber on Redmen+. 
Yes, a wonderful competition prize for you, as as mentioned by that fellow there. Um, there's 25 of those in the world, and one of them's up for grabs um, to our club legend subscribers over on Redmen Plus. Uh, if you do head over to Redmen Plus now, uh, we've got the Around the League show available where uh, the lads had an Evertonian on to talk about Rafa's sacking. Uh, and I, I, just for people who are watching on YouTube, you should be. You've got the laptop, Tom. Thank you. Um, yeah, if you want to go, if you're an existing subscriber and you want to upgrade um, to Club Legend, just click the <laughs> My Account button uh, and then you can upgrade from Club Captain to Club Legend and you'll be entered into that competition. But yeah, everyone at every tier over on Redmen Plus gets access to the Around the League show there. Uh, so do go and check that out. You can get it in podcast form as well. So if you just want to have us on the go, then you can do that. All of our studio-based content is available in podcast version. Uh, so yes, plenty to keep you entertained, even if the game on Thursday gets called off which it probably will because, you know, Arsenal, who have no sense of... I don't want to go be too dramatic on this, but no sense of shame. Um, but, like, honestly, like, it's been one of my most enjoyable moments is, is, is seeing seeing Arsenal fans go, oh, all these people kicking off because Arsenal are getting games. It's like, it's because Arsenal are massive. It's like, are you, what? Yeah. What? No sense of irony. That's no for sense sure. of irony yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. 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 Um, right, let's talk about the FIPRO Best Awards because we will be doing a build up show for, for whatever reason uh, to follow after this. Um, yeah, the, the, the FIPRO World 11 was done, which is kind of what I want to talk about most, to be perfectly honest. Um, and it is um, as follows Judy uh, Donnarumma in goal, which I think was a, he was a shoe in, really, wasn't he, for that? Uh, a, a back three of Alaba, Benucci, and Diaz. I mean, Alaba, I'm not 100%. Okay, yeah. fine. Um, Benucci, I get it. Diaz, get it. Midfield three of De Bruyne, I mean, okay. Uh, Jorginho and Kante. Fine. I mean, they were pretty obvious picks, I guess, in their own sort of way. Maybe, I don't know, maybe less so De Bruyne. Even though I think he's, he's, yeah, he's had a strange year, hasn't mm. he? But then the formation is 3-3-4. Three, three, <laughs> uh, I genuinely thought I'd, I'd read this the wrong way around. So it's a front four, um, in no particular order, I guess, of Lewandowski, Messi, Ronaldo and Haaland. And it actually made more sense in another version. I saw where they put Messi and Ronaldo on the wings. Um, <laughs> slightly more sense, because they both played there at some point in their careers. But um, it means no Mohamed Salah. And, I mean, look, we're going to continue to have these... Well, it's, this is pretty much the end of this, isn't it? But we, we've had these conversations all season long, Dan, about Salah and how he keeps being overlooked for this yeah. thing. And I get it, because I think... It's about the stage on which you, you're playing. And Liverpool had a, a mad season last year. We yeah. all know it's, it's, I don't really want to open those wounds up again. But, mm-hmm. you know, Salah's not, wasn't contending for the Champions League final. He wasn't contending for the Premier League title, domestic cups. Mm-hmm. On the international stage, he didn't get an opportunity to shine because they had the summer off mercifully. Yeah. Um, so I do get it. But also... I don't know, I, I want to see him recognised, but also I'm torn because I also really like the fact that people keep snubbing Salah for stuff mm-hmm. and he keeps getting better as a result. 100%, yeah, that's sort of the upside to it all, isn't it? But speaking of shit shows, that side there is an absolute, <laughs> oh, is an absolute abomination, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. but, like, you, you cast aside some of them as being, yeah, fair enough, and I think if we really dug into it, I'm not sure some of them were fair. I'm not even entirely sure and can say myself, but we'll move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, Salah, he keeps getting overlooked for stuff, doesn't he? And like I say, it seems to spur him on. Like, even when Liverpool were struggling last season, we all remember that tweet, social media post, whereby he said, I'll do everything in my power to put this right. Yeah. And that seems to be the attitude he has. And every time he gets overlooked for anything, he seems to come back stronger from it. So that's really good news from our point of view. Um, in terms of, like, a recognition perspective, it's just ludicrous now. It's almost become laughable that he just gets overlooked for things time and time again. Yeah. The international stage is probably a really important point. I think that's one of the reasons people say he wants to do well now in the African Cup of Nations because he probably does want to win the Ballon d'Or and if he was to win the AFCON with Egypt it might give him a bit of a leg up on that Um, but his numbers last season were still really good for us and his numbers started this season obviously an absolute farce so listen it's it's crazy he gets overlooked all the time especially when you know it seems every single statistic from the Premier League is only Salah has Mm, done this more and only the man's unbelievable, but we, I don't care too much about international football or what he gets as an individual, as mm-hmm. long as he's doing it for us. So, the, I think it, it, it just says Liverpool and how Liverpool perform this season is going to be an important part of this, Sam, because 
you know, we show, in fact, I, th- I think you were on a show when we were talking about the, might have been the, the, the Ballon d'Or and all mm. that kind of stuff, yeah, and yeah. how like Messi at least won like the Spanish Cup last season and topped all the charts like Salah. And the, you know, he gets, he finally gets the Cup of America, America yeah, doesn't yeah. he? And those those kind of things. You know, it's so it wasn't prime Messi. It wasn't Messi mm. doing Messi things, but just being in the frame, get, having those photographs of footballers with silverware stands in the mind. I, I always yeah. think that footballers become the biggest footballers by osmosis. Yeah, and like how. I think, for example, like Virgil van Dijk, I think his PR team need to get him on some more billboards yeah. mm. because everyone's forgotten that he's the best defender on the planet. Yeah, because we've become quite accepting of how good he is. He needs to be reminded. Needs to be more adverts where he's filmed from a really low angle, so he looks <laughs> like a giant. You know what I mean? Don't need like mad Dutch dramas on Netflix where he's getting yeah. punched in the face. Don't yeah. need that. I want him getting punched in the face and the, and, and 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 no selling it. You know what yeah. I mean? I want, you know people need to rem- be reminded of these things because like. And Trent, Virgil, Allison, and Mo Salah. Yes. This time next year, when the awards season comes to an end, they should be in absolutely every single team. And I would be saying that to them, going, "This is on you," because they've got the ability to dictate how far Liverpool go in all these major tournaments yeah. as well. Yeah, it, it's really interesting. I mean, the team—I'd not seen the FIFA Pro 11 until we spoke about it. That—that that, you're right. That, that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that's not a football team, is it? It's just eleven players. Yeah, yeah. And, and to, to be fair, these are all voted for by. By the players, yeah. usually my mm. one of my one of my least favorites. Four X by the but for the X by the X normally four but, fans but, by the fans. But the, the players because I got bought. I used that for Redman eleven years ago. Now I <laughs> probably use yeah. it. Um, but, but, but they don't they don't vote on the system, do they? Like there's no way. No, they put, no, no. And if they yeah, do, yeah. none of them are putting this. So so they just ignored whoever was left and right back. They don't exist. We're just gonna throw yeah, three lads in centre back. Man, I mean the Salah thing's interesting. You look across the team. De Bruyne shouldn't be in it. He, he's a great football player, but 2021. He was nowhere near as good as he was in 2020. So it, it, it's a straight, there's other players, but again, it's the PR machine. He's got Man City have done well for that recently. Diaz mm-hmm. definitely. The front four. I mean, why is Cristiano Ronaldo in it? Like I can see why Donnarumma's in it and Jorginho and Benucci because Italy won the the Euros. Yeah. yeah. France won the um, the Nations League. Now, whether we think it's important or not, mm-hmm. somebody does somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. he won the Champions League, so I can see why Kante's in it. Mm-hmm. Why isn't Mbappe not in it? They won the. He scored the winning goal in the final of the, Euro, the Nations League, and he scores loads of goals. PSG. Ronaldo, I mean, Salah didn't deserve the Ballon d'Or. He may not have deserved to win the FIFA, but he definitely deserves to be in the eleven. Yeah, that, there's, the there's definitely a thing by which though, because we had this with the football content awards. So I was asked to be a judge, mm. and I went through like the voting panel, and I had no fucking clue what half them were. So like a lot of them, I just abstained. When I didn't know, I abstained because I thought I'm not going to waste the vote on someone yeah. who I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. But there does become, a lot of it just comes down to a popularity contest. You see a name that you recognise, and you go, go ahead, yeah. and who do I like more? So I don't think I think it's. This comes to footballers are fucking idiots, and so they just need and they, and there just needs to be a, a gradual acceptance of all this. And when yes. you're mm. sat down watching the Champions League final and you and you see one of those players starring on that because these lads are not going to be watching games week in week out, no. they, but they all will watch the big games of football. Yeah. So be in the big games of football, showcase your talent there, and even if you're not, sometimes just being there is enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, you know, look at Man City. The constant complaints about Man City is their players get overlooked for stuff because being at Man City isn't as big enough. A big don't put enough eyes on your product. But now, but yeah, but they, but they got to a Champions League final, yeah. so that some, that that will just do it for yeah. you. But the, the first year, the Bruno won the PFA when we won the league. He wasn't even in the top two. It was Henderson or Mane, wasn't it? And then Hendo were given the football writers just yeah. after lockdown. But because there was that big gap, everybody forgot how good Mane had been mm. all year till March. And De Bruyne smashed the last nine games and won PFA Player of the Year. That just shows how stupid they are. Like you say, they don't sit back and go, let's look across the season. They go, oh, he's flying at the minute. He's boss. He is boss. Vote for him. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Pep's like that in the media all the time, <clears throat> crying for it. So. And we have stuff like the Raheem Sterling basically openly admitting oh, yeah. he would never vote for a Liverpool player again, did oh, he? Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah. you have stuff like that going on as well. Yeah, so it's yeah, all a bit. Of course. There's loads, yeah. of, there's loads of politicking um, uh, uh, that goes on behind the scenes and all this stuff. But yeah, the point is now Liverpool's goal for the likes of, of Salad and, and, and Trent and stuff. I think Trent England snub has absolutely propelled him onto new levels. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. he's, he's on the, the record for assists for a defender in the Premier League is there. 
13 set by Trent Alexander-Arnold and he's on 10. And he in... broke his last one which was mm. set by Trent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's on 10 in January. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's already on, he's already on 13 in all comps, you know, and, and he, so he will continue to press on like that and he will continue to get better and better and better and the same with Salah. Van Dijk coming back from an injury. By the time we get to the end of the season, hopefully Liverpool are in as many of those conversations as possible mm-hmm. and I say we should be sat here, we should be doing periodic shows next season when we're going, it's another big award. Yeah. Here's another list, is another litany of Liverpool players who were up for it because they should be because go rewind the clock to where we won the Champions League and it was like did we break the record yeah, for the six, most nominations that big picture, the, isn't and we had the yeah, most yeah. ever in the FIFA 11 I believe uh, from an English club yeah so and and Liverpool are not worse than that and those players are not worse than those than, than when they were picked in those so yeah uh, we got a great super chat in here from from John Henry who clearly who just has the caveat with I own Liverpool as his name which I imagine is basically on his business cards by the way <laughs> John wears me wages like yeah. everyone says you pay my wages so yeah. you know sort me out and John John has taken the time out of his busy schedule of whining and dining Linda in Boston uh, and Indy Keller to, to, to super yeah and Indy to, to Super Chat will say next season I'm selling Salamane and Bobby Bobby and replacing them with Ashley Young Nani and Mitrovic in a free transfer this is the long term plan <laughs> brilliant uh, so you've heard it here first ladies and gentlemen it's a world exclusive from our paymaster John W. Henry um, who's just chucked in a hundred squiggles there uh, as a Super Chat which will keep keep the lights on for another couple of minutes I'm gutted he didn't say Solanke to be honest you know he's, yeah. he's in four Mitrovic is on fire to be yeah. fair <laughs> 25 goals in the championship yeah uh, Ronaldinho Goat here with the Super Chat saying LFC should do more Bundesliga was begging for Lever yeah I mean and Lewandowski to be fair I've got no issue with him winning the best yeah. awards because he, sh- he deserves to win it yeah. because he's done it he's not just done it but he's been doing it and winning shit as well over the last couple yeah. of years and there is a point where it was a, a, an absolute travesty that he didn't that it was cancelled the year oh, when he was the best the player on the well he won this last year but he did win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. But he, so this is his second one. Yeah, and fair play. The Premier League that, don't do anything for clubs, though, do they? they, no. they it, it, it's all for one. No, because they want they want to they want to feel like they're giving Burnley more of a chance. Which, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Which is just crazy, isn't it? Like, <laughs> great, good on them. Um, but yeah, anyway, that 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 is what it is. Hopefully, again, it it will be a more successful year for Mo Salah on the pitch and for Liverpool. Therefore, as a result, um, thank you to everyone who's joined us uh, for the show today. It's been very good indeed. Uh, we have got a build-up show to come for a game which might not happen uh, so it, you may never see that show but we're going to record it nevertheless uh, that will be live on YouTube and it will be going out on Spotify Acast and all those good podcast networks as well uh, so make sure you tune in for that and of course do check out Redmen Plus which is our Liverpool streaming service we have got extra shows I'm going to be sitting down with Neil Jones uh, to get some JNO insight in and around transfers etc etc uh, there is the Around the League show as mentioned there's the debate show Chris is doing a stat show uh, and a whole host more we've got documentaries features and interviews as well so yeah if you want just Liverpool cultural content as well as more from Redmen then head over to theredmentv.com and join Redmen Plus uh, and yeah as mentioned earlier if you become a club legend you might be you will definitely I should say be in with a chance of winning a signed Jordan Henderson print right Whew, that's a lot of words thank you so much for that gents uh, and yeah have a wonderful afternoon Ta-da. Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.